Welcome back to the What's The Rise podcast, the show where two lads from Cardiff chat openly about the issues in our society in an effort to promote conversation, understanding, and make the world a kinder place. This is episode four, and today we're talking about dating in the modern world, including uh, digital dating, being the hookup generation, and toxic relationships, toxic dating. Yeah. Um, Cue Britney Spears. Yes, here we go. Because you know that you're toxic. <laughs> I'm joined me. here by uh, my good friend, Cal. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I said that really shyly. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the What's The Rad podcast. Um, and it's going to be an interesting one. We don't want to talk too much detail We're gonna on our We're going to try not to get experience. personal on this one, yeah. Yeah, because it obviously involves other people. Um, you know what me and Evan are like. There's lots of we've broken a lot of hearts. Yeah, they call us the heartbreak kids. Heartbreak duo. Who's like Brett, Brett Hart, right? I'm not a big wrestling fan. I'm not either. <laughs> I wasn't allowed to watch. Sean Michael was the half heartbreak kid. Yeah, Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Um, well, let's just get straight into it then. So, dating in the modern world, including dating apps. Uh, me and Cal were just talking then that. He's now deleted Hinge. I've renounced all of... No, because, like, when we planned to do this episode, I was like, all right, I'll do some research. Yeah. So, um... Is that, like, field research? You know, get into the dating world. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In the field. Just got straight into the uh, fucking trenches of online dating, basically. I was on the... you were in the dregs. Upon the Hinge, upon the Bumble. Tried to get back upon the Tinder, but... Yeah, and not there's also me. salt, isn't there, that you use? Salt, I, I, I have been on salt, yeah, I'm not it, anymore. Yeah, so don't go on salt looking for Cal, he's not there anymore. I'm not there anymore, you can just message to what's the Rats page. Please. <laughs> no, I generally don't. No. Don't, don't talk to me ever, if you see me no. in the street, look the other way. Yeah, well I'm running the Twitter account, so if you've got anything to say, send, send, send it to the, me on the Twitter. <laughs> yeah, actually, I do want to just put out a, uh, a big sort of something I want to say to can I just can I just address the audience yeah mid podcast yeah I just want to say you know me and Evan are really gassed like how well this has been going so far Um, we're really happy that we've had good feedback from our listeners and stuff and some great interaction going on Uh, if you like the podcast you're rating what we do we ain't asking for any money or anything but the biggest thing you can do for us at the moment is to share it and send it to people and just big it up. I'm not going to beg, but please. <laughs> nah, it would just be a huge support to us if you could share Definitely. it. Have you been on any dates recently, Evan? Have I been on any dates? COVID dates. Uh, I went... I don't want to get too personal, man. <laughs> I don't even want to go that far. Um, I went... I had a drink in the park with somebody off a dating app, but it was... Yeah. Is it weird during COVID? Are they like... Do the dating apps suggest restrictions? The, well, yeah, actually on Hinge it says like there's an option now where you can, um, you know, communicate that you're ready to date from home over Zoom or Zoom date. Uh, I've FaceTime been, I or whatever. did um, Zoom uh, like online speed dating twice mm. over lockdown. Speed dating? Yeah, yeah, but online. Okay. How does that work? Because, you know, I've never been on like a speed date. So it's like, to get it's like, like Skype, you get, you get three minutes. Okay. But they count it down in front of you in seconds. So it's like Jesus. really weird. Yeah, yeah no, well, yeah, I don't know. And then, uh, yeah, you just get connected up to someone's webcam. They obviously know you're no. there. <laughs> like they yeah. just tap you into it. Um, and they're like, you just have to talk yeah. for three minutes. Yeah, is that like... And you then know, you decide whether you match Are they from the Cardiff? 
No, I was doing it on this dating app called Salt, which is like a Christian Christian dating app. Yeah. Uh, and no, they're from all over. It depends. I think the, the, the speed dating just gives you anyone in the country. That's fair. Yeah. But they were mainly South England. Yeah. Poshos. So today we wanted to talk about dating apps. Where's a good place to start? Because in the last few years, I mean, if you're, if you're kind of, you know, listening to this, then it's more than likely that you've been on a dating app and experienced it. Oh, yeah, it's just yeah. Mental, you definitely have. Like, there's something like 57 million Tinders. Tinder profiles. Tinder profiles, yeah. Jesus. Worldwide. That's like a lot. Of, that's not that many people. But no. that is a lot of people. <laughs> no, it's like less than the population of the UK. But A lot less. You would, you would expect a lot of that to be people our age group or even younger. Yeah, um, yeah, and that's oh, only yeah. One it's definitely like well. a recent thing as well. And it's like how the technology has sort of infiltrated every part of our lives, mm. and like in some ways we're like playing catch up constantly to like the technology mm. now. Yeah, like we we just don't seem to be able to catch up with it. No, that's a whole different topic though. But like in terms of dating, we're online. We're known as the hookup generation. Mm. by who like the generations older than us or ourselves I think ourselves is just like being the name that's been given to like millennials we're not millennials mm. at all. we were like generations Z Z yeah yeah, yeah I, I think we are but yeah that like we're the hookup hookup generation because mm. obviously we no longer believe in monogamy no well in on the whole we don't but it is I still think it is a valuable thing to society, and I think it is what? definitely in the most Dating. productive way. No, monogamy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is, like, long-term, definitely. What I don't get is, I'm not being funny, relationships are fucking hard work with just two people. Like, end mm. of. And they should be. They should be. Humans are incredibly complex individuals. Yeah, but I think a lot of people put too much energy into having the perfect relationship and thinking that that's going to solve all of their issues. And once oh, their relationship yeah. is perfect in their mind, then that means that the rest of their life is just going to kind of fall into place. Yeah, yeah. Um, so obviously relationships are hard work, but they they don't have to be because if you put that much emphasis on it, then it's going to feel like hard work. Yeah, but you don't always have to have the perfect relationship. You know, you just find a partner and you can both live your life in companionship. I think that's what everybody should be. Well, actually, I, I, it's not my place to say really. Everyone. No, but I feel like that is, on the whole, what as a society we should kind of be aiming towards, you know. Yeah, I think yeah. there's a too much, I want to get married and have kids because then you're always like, okay, so who's this person I'm going to get married to? How good mm. is that relationship going to be? Everything's got to be perfect if I'm going to have kids with this person. Just live your life, and then those things will come after as well. It is, I yeah, think it is like an, chasing a, it, like growing up to be like, that's what I want to do. Like, I want to get married. I want to have kids. I reckon it's dead. But I, I'm an advocate of marriage. Like, I, yeah. you know, I'm a Christian. I, I believe in it as a, a sacrament. You know, a yeah. covenant before God. But like. It should, it should, you know it shouldn't be like what you work towards it'll mm. come when you're ready yeah like that's when you're gonna get that and like I tend to find with anything in life when you're looking for it you don't find it yeah when you're just chilling and just enjoying yourself building yourself you're gonna find something what I like last night I was uh, pondering love as I I usually do in night at night time <laughs> alone <laughs> 
Um, so it's, it's like our generation. It's not like the fifties anymore. Like we don't meet our childhood childhood sweetheart at a diner, uh, challenge a love rival to a game of chicken, and then whisk her off to a drive-through cinema and make out with her. Mm. Like you know, we're just a generation basically built on dopamine hits. Yeah, and they've like programmed our dating and our relationships into that to fit like this instant gratification mm. in terms of like swiping and liking that's all we want to do yeah these like, dating apps have completely tapped into that addiction and what we all like strive from that yeah and just yeah. found a really easy way to make money from it oh there's I mean, so we, much you know, pee even, in it. even facebook was founded on that as well yeah you know yeah, like facebook, rating people's facebook looks have, like facebook dating now do they which is weird because i'm pretty sure facebook owned tinder yeah, well, they own Instagram and they got bloody in, the Facebook stories, and I think they may own Snapchat as well. There's Snapchat stories, Instagram stories, Facebook stories, just monopolizing everything. Yes. Anyway, kind of the going zerk. off topic. So, what do you think about like dating coaches? This like for, for for any of the lovely ladies out there, maybe you haven't experienced this, but like there is a really dark side of the internet where it's just kind of like. <laughs> You know, basically like psychological manipulation of women to get them to have sex with you. Yes. And these people, literally, this is their careers, teaching people how to do this shit. So they call themselves pickup artists. God. Or seduction artists. Absolute scum. And like, I'm not one for calling people names without like, you know, because I try and look at people and think maybe there's something wrong with them. But these guys are like actual fucking losers like, yeah. they, like the textbook definition of a fucking loser yeah they're, they're the gross, most man. insecure people as well yeah, um, yeah and obviously it's not just that you know i don't agree with what they believe in and what their values are as people but you know that they are hurting a lot of people with the methods like most that they're of teaching them are flipping like stalking women and like harassing women there was this one in glasgow ahmed something his name was he's like a youtuber pickup artist he was he yeah. would film his scouts or whatever to look for for yeah, marks one of his basically. hunts yeah yeah they'd oh, look for man. marks and, and then he would film his interactions with these women oh wait film. So, so they he calls his interactions or no his targets marks oh yeah yeah we are oh, man the, the pickup artist world is full of like little anagrams and trick words that they use as like a separate language for it have you oh, you've heard of a book called The Game yeah. By Neil Strauss. Mm-hmm. Like, I read the game, like, um, well, like, ten months ago. And it's such a fucking badly written book. Like, he's not a good writer. Like, yeah. And I, I don't usually say that about, like, people, but mm. he's a shit writer. Well, why did you decide to read it, and what did you I get out of it? I think genuine curiosity. Yeah. You know, it was did, on my shelf. Did you think it was kind of, like, a disgusting thing when you were reading it? I was curious, you know, like, yeah. I was like, what is this then? Have these guys finessed a formula for picking up picking up women? Like, what's, what's going on in this? Mm. What crazy idea? So, basically, Neil Strauss is, like, the ni- mid-90s, I think, and he's a writer for Rolling Stone. He's touring oh, yeah. with, like, Marilyn Manson uh-huh. and um, Motley Crue. And he felt he's like not a very good looking guy and not very successful women. This is a true story. And then he mm-hmm. um, gets sent to go and do this story on these pickup artists in New York or something. Basically, they find like this online forum of this underground world of pickup artists. Uh-huh. And he goes on, you pay like $1,500 and you go and spend a weekend with this guy called Mystery and he coaches you. 
Uh, and this is where he meets this guy, Mystery. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So when you said the game, I thought it was like um, a how-to kind of guide of the book. No, no, no. It's like a story, but okay. there is how-tos in it. Yeah. He tells you how to play the game, how the yeah. game works. Okay. I mean, I would tell young women, read the game, because it's like a book on how to fucking spot a predator. Yeah, Like, exactly. the tricks that people use. Mm-hmm. The, like, there's this thing they use in the game called negging. Mm-hmm. which is like essentially break down someone's yeah. self-esteem to make them have like if you're in a group setting around the table with say four or five different people and I'm not saying advocating this in any way I'm just going to explain it how the book explains it so you'd have the girl there who you, who you want they would call her a mark Mm-hmm. it's like you're trying to scam someone basically Jesus it, yeah it's very clinical and, and it is theft isn't it oh yeah say. definitely and then it's manipulation, like yeah. so. Seduction and manipulation are two very. There's a grey area, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, basically, you nag them. So you would say something like, "Oh, nice shoes. I saw another girl with them earlier who looked better." Yeah. And you can take a nag however far as you as you want to take it. Like mystery does this one. They they call themselves code names. Mm-hmm. So it's like mystery is this. <laughs> oh man, you can look at pictures of mystery on uh, his interviews with him and shit. He's just like a weird guy. <laughs> yeah, and these people that are, you know, they they communicate within like this little subculture that they are pulling the most beautiful women every single night just by using these tricks, and you just know it's bullshit. I don't know, like I don't know if it's bullshit. Like I think in the book, the game when it was like starting out, this was before it was exposed. Yeah. So it does sound like it was a bit mad. Like there was like this mad niche going on of these guys that, are, and the mystery method is essentially like a lot of. Have you, do you watch Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Yeah, yeah, I've seen it it's all. The, it's the Dennis system. Yeah. It, that's literally yeah. where the Dennis system joke comes from, is the mystery method. Oh, okay. So you, like, neglect them in certain places. You neglect them emotionally to make them need you. Mm-hmm. You play on people's insecurities and vulnerabilities to basically make yourself better. Yeah. And, and you demonstrate value is one of mystery's, like, direct techniques. He was, like, a magician. Mm-hmm. So he would demonstrate his value by doing a magic trick. He had this palm reading thing. Like yeah. a sort of thing. I've heard about that initiating contact, like physical contact. Yeah, yeah, and stuff, physically engagement contact, and then also just know like basic psychology, so you can tell stuff about someone. Yeah, and then you can relay it back to him. Makes you feel like makes them feel like you're in their head, basically. Yeah. So there's loads of stuff like that in the game, and just other stupid tricks. And the the, the funny side of it is, by the end of it, they're all having like horrendous mental breakdowns. <laughs> yeah, surprise, surprise. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, surprise, surprise. All these guys like have really unstable relationships with their parents, yeah. especially mothers. Yeah, and, and all of this is just like a massive cover-up for the issues that they actually have. And yeah, no yeah. amount of sex with random people that you, know, you, you aspire to have sex with is going to solve like nothing's going to fill that void yeah that yeah fill. there is one interesting bit in the book that like I kind of liked in a way there's this one character who comes along I can't remember his name I think his code name is something like the Joker or something or Joker and he invents not a sort of pattern of seduction or manipulation he goes with um, basically building your own attraction uh-huh. so like make yourself more attractive yeah which is like essentially what you should you should do yeah you know, if in you want all it, if situations you, yeah yeah exactly like how do you get people to like you more be more of an attractive person yeah not just not just physically, physically. but like mentally yeah, yeah you, yeah. you want to you want to be yourself you know it's like the law of attraction you know like not in the sense of you know like um just visu- visualization yeah, yeah, and stuff like sense, that but like 
yeah people are attracted to nice things yeah if you're a nice person a genuine person a good person then you're going to attract nice genuine yeah, good people yeah exactly and that's people that you, sh- you should want in your life anyway not just in like a, a sexual format yeah and yeah. not in just a way like you know I'm just gonna I want I want to have sex with that girl or whatever in in the world of I mean incels basically oh in, bro. involuntary celibates incels <laughs> if you haven't heard of the term yet but you that know, just means yeah. like, in, let me let's break down that term incel involuntary celibate as someone who wants to have sex but can't because because of who they are yeah and because that's, that's usually who it is. they're a bit of a shithouse <laughs> yeah exactly um and incels they are most of the people who believe in this kind of they're dangerous um, as well yeah dangerous people dangerous people but um they believe in like um the government should government sanction girlfriends essentially yeah oh yeah no enforced monogamy yeah yeah, yeah. the government should like give you a wife give you a message yeah to make make society safer well, that was a bit of Jordan Peterson's thing wasn't it did he say that <laughs> yeah he brought up um, enforced monogamy that was one of his suggestions to um, wild. <laughs> some of the the incel emergence but yeah so going back to like incels these those are the people that everybody should just be a little bit more aware of because those are the people I think those are the people that actually have the most influence in like the patriarchal society that we have yeah yeah because they have such a negative outlook on women mm. and think that all women want to do is ruin men's lives and they are so fucking paranoid about this idea yeah like um, i kind of in a way like anyone listening to this who does sort of have that like incel mentality or finds himself leaning that way is like i think in these sort of subcultures that emerge like as big negative movements in our society they tend to be actually very few evil people in them yeah like we seem to like there will be an extreme amount of evil in the center mm-hmm. and then we sort of have a lot lesser evils dispersed around the outside or like no evil at all essentially like misled people mm. and so i think society does do this thing where we like massively condemn people and it can turn them evil we can make yeah. them worse i mean you've got to stand up to these people and tell them they're wrong Exactly, but and bro, educate them. if you're, like, lonely because you can't get laid, like... Don't look to getting laid to make you feel Yeah, not yeah, bro, like, you That's need to address thing. that. That's a separate issue. Like, yeah. you've got to deal with your mental health. Like, there's something not right with you, man. Yeah. And, like, you need to sort that shit out. Yeah, 90% of the time, if, if the issue is that you're going around to loads of women and no women want to, you know, spend any time with you or get to know you then the issue is not all of the women. It's most likely you. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. That's, that's yeah. the situation. Check yourself. And, like, that's where I like this, like, attraction stuff. Like, make yourself more attractive, but not, like, vapidly attractive. Like, yeah, not like, okay, what what do you know, what do women like and how can I look more like that? Plato talks about, like, um, this thing called, like, I think it's the, in Symposium, in one of his, uh, the Platonic Dialogues, mm-hmm. he talks about, like, uh, the Platonic Ladder of Love, essentially, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. And, um basically what we all have to go up to reach an ultimate understanding of love is what mm. I understood it to be of like the first like start of it is like just learning to love and appreciate the physical like elements of someone or something yeah. and then it will progress into like deeper being more connected through the mind and, and then to the soul and the spirit yeah, or, or the form I think Plato calls it but there's loads of stuff like that in Symposium and it's really interesting to look back on the topic of like just human love and attraction throughout mm-hmm. like 
history because ultimately we can talk all day about dating oh what's it like dating on tinder what's it like dating on this you know it's probably actually when it broken down not that much different to what it is like was like before that yeah because at the end of the day it's just you know you meet somebody in a, one format or another yeah and then you get to know them but now it's kind of turned into this big somebody you know you've got these men who feel like they've optimized interaction between men and women yeah. um and they completely control that um that whole um interaction now well, yeah, that's just yeah. not the case. There's like, uh, do you know Fiverr.com? I think you showed it to me. Yeah. yeah. There's people you can pay on Fiverr.com who will like run your dating, run your dating sites for you, run your Tinder oh and stuff God. to get you more matches. And there's like girls that will review your pictures and write you a bio for like 15 quid. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I was tempted to do it for the yeah. podcast, but then I was like... Yeah, I've actually... Fuck that. Because I was watching a few of these you know stupid dating coaches and stuff like that just to kind of get inside their heads and learn a little bit about them for I this episode I think a episode. lot of them though are just like people who've realised that there's enough fucking losers out there to make money off yeah exactly like, and like desperate people more going into this yeah like um, some of the, the, the YouTube ones I was looking at are just clearly like quite fairly intelligent mm, people who yeah are like, what I was saying though is like there's a lot of adverts that I'm getting now mm, based on that you know yeah. you got like women like don't skip I, this bro if you've been having trouble getting that one girl you really like I've got the trick <laughs> you know like a lot of the pickup artists and stuff they like really blur the lines of consent like proper bad mm. and like um, they have this thing called uh, LMR I think they call it mm. and it stands for like last minute resistance Oh, well. And, like, basically, they're taught, like, don't take no for an answer and shit. I think this is one of the main issues now. We still live in a rape culture where things like that are not just people who prey to the, the pickup artists of the world, but just in general, you know, like, it's a sense of entitlement. Yeah. Um, but it's just crazy how no doesn't mean no to so many people. Yeah, yeah. I think society as a whole, like, slightly going off that topic, but society as a whole kind of puts like a really high oh, <laughs> horrible what was that <laughs> um, I think society as a whole just kind of puts like a really high, high like social status value on like how many people you sleep with whether you're sleeping with someone whether you've got a missus where you've got a boyfriend, you know, all this sort of stuff. Yeah, so there's like, too much know, value in it, I it's think. It's like a symbol of success, like I'm succeeding in life. Yeah. Whereas most, like, um, I've, I quite, I'm quite a fan of uh, Blind Boy. He has a podcast, the Blind Boy podcast, which is brilliant. He was talking on uh, TV, I saw an interview with him, and he was saying, like, what a lot of young men need is, like, feminism. Because... Mm. If he like sits down and talks to any of his mates about mental health and stuff, when they actually get the problems peeling back, like the core of it is always, I feel like I've got nothing to offer a woman, yeah. and um, I relate yeah. to that fucking loads. Mm. Like on a level, loads of my life and my mental health issues or anything is always peeled back to like this core of, well, I don't feel like I've got anything. To yeah, offer a woman. it's emasculating, isn't it? Because you feel like mm. you know we're kind of in that in between generation now. Yeah, yeah, like. I kind of, I find this really confusing, and like this is something I've like been thinking about a lot lately. It's like, what does it mean to be a man? Yeah. Because I like firmly have sort of come to the conclusion that it's a lot more than like physical attributes and hobbies and interests. Mm. Like there's something else to masculinity as more of a, a spiritual thing, uh, yeah. and a, maybe like a sort of temperament thing as well. Mm. And different that differs us to to females or someone with a feminine. 
when it comes to like the sort of feminist debate in society like it's like the readdressing of a balance is how I've heard it put and I quite like that it's readdressing a balance so is it about like empowering women or like depowering men Mm. in a way yeah like because if men are like as entitled as they are now and like I've been in the past we all have you know what I mean we Mm. grew up around it we've all done thought stupid shit and acted in shitty ways yeah and like the point of growing up is that you grow up to fucking realise they were stupid yeah and, then you and stop try doing and, it try and, and then, teach people yeah try and say to your other mates yo boys why don't we behave like this instead yeah um, and that's like a good thing in our world you know what I mm. mean that people can do that and is it about because we look at some of like the, the real fucking bastards in like the terms of being like a misogynist yeah like the extreme cases of it yeah is like, it about yeah. pumping women encouraging them to get to that level yeah of like being running that around groping men and yeah like, yeah or are we just about like no we just need to like fucking decrease depower in this situation to address a balance into mm. society yeah I think feminism is across all boards so I think in a lot of cases it is about bringing you know putting women up onto the kind of um, the powers that we have as men yeah particularly us white men as well like you yeah. know in terms of racism yeah yeah um, like there's that but then also the rape culture that we live in mm. obviously we don't want a rape culture at all yeah um, yeah you know if, if things were flipped and then there was a rape culture where women felt entitled to men's bodies yeah, then that would, yeah. no, that would be no good either I think like with the rape culture thing it's such like um, a development like when we're younger again to talk about what like this blind boy guy says because his stuff on it really interests me he says like they have like this sort of lad culture yeah. or whatever but like worse than lad culture because in some degree we've been called lads yeah something that we want to do with the podcast is kind of normalise being a lad and you not see it as a negative thing cunt. like you know I'll, I'll call myself a lad happily um, just because that's like something that I've been associated yeah, with yeah. throughout my life and just because I, I would say that I have a bit more of an open mind and try and help other people mm. improve their understanding. I'm not going to say that I'm not a lad anymore. I'm just like, you know. Yeah, like, what my problem would be is like what that blind boy guy calls like sniff my finger culture, mm. which is like how this sort of starts growing up. We grow up with like this disrespect built into us mm. of like nothing's kept private. Like as soon as you get laid, when you're like yeah. fucking 16 or whatever, you're like, yeah. Time to tell all the boys. How have we got here <laughs> from dating? Yeah. I reckon, like, I just want to say, this whole, like, masculinity, masculinity, femininity, gender roles, feminism thing, is like, I think what me and Evan have just done is pretty much touched on something we really need to do an episode on. Yeah, and we will definitely yeah, do an episode I on think, it. Take the vibe back to maybe some funny dating stories we've all got like a funny dating story yeah or being on like a date where like it just went south or like something weird happened have you got any weird dating stories ever well the worst date that i ever went on i was on a come down with a girl from a dating app actually and she was like we said we're going to meet in a pub and i was on one of those come downs where you just don't you may not actually have experienced these come downs too much but i woke up and i was like i'm not fucking drinking today i didn't have that we don't come down bro that's how you stop come down you should never come down yeah so in the evening went to the pub um this girl was like 40 45 minutes late 
and <sighs> uh, that's something that just vexes me I'd, from bro, the get-go like, I'd like, have shipped like 15 minutes late I'd have been yeah, like no, ciao I know I should have but like I mean the date was terrible apart from that but you know something that I've kind of focused on a lot more now is like I'm not going to spend my energy on people that don't respect my time mm. my time is my most valuable asset if people don't respect my time I don't respect them yeah, you know yeah, that's kind of like yeah. I'm trying to be a bit more cutthroat and a bit more uh, self-loving you know? yeah yeah you're worth it bro exactly you're thank, worth oh, it, thank you bro yeah trust yeah yeah, what's like, your worst dating story? <laughs> you know, similar to yours, it involves, like, uh, not coming down. It involves coming up. <laughs> so I went on a, this... I met this chick on Tinder, uh, and we went on a date, which I was very excited about. You know, nice. I wasn't... And we met in... Oh, is it Buffalo? Yeah, it was Buffalo. It was Buffalo. Yeah. It was like a Monday night. Can Tuesday. I just ask, actually, before you go on like a night out or a date or anything, do you have to have like a, a cheeky shit before it? Is that is that like your thing? That's a like before shit. a date. I'm always got like kind of like nervous stomach, and I gotta have a shit. Yeah, I suppose like yeah, I'd wanna I'd wanna shit pre-date rather than during. Well, yeah, but like, what if you you may not actually need a shit, but you're like, I'd probably try and have a shit though. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. get you on that. Like, right. even if I'm like doing something that yeah you just like well, I'm, not, be- I'm not saying like you're going bungee jumping or something you like just you don't want like shit coming out of your trouser leg but no, like you, you know, just don't want to go off for a 15 minute shit during a date do you no you it's don't just not, fr- not fresh because <laughs> like in relationships aren't you meant to like convince each other that you don't shit fat for a long time for and like then, pretty much ages and then yeah. be sort of repulsed when you find out yeah but then what? there's also like the stage in re- the relationship called the farting stage bro I've I think had everybody- that open straight away see I'm, yeah. I, I I have just farted like once you're through the threshold of my door I'm I'm in my territory bro I'm gonna crack farts if I, I like want that. It. I and if that. people don't fuck with it then fuck off and go and fucking find someone who doesn't fart yeah, or like pretends not to fart man I'm me I, I I'm actually, real I'm, I'm the opposite end of the spectrum like me and my ex-girlfriend after like three years she never fought in, fr- in front of me and I had fought in front of her like once really that was something that like I just felt that's like where you draw Don't the line you, what, it's kind like, of dumb though I, I used to do it like I tried for a long time when I was like a bit more desperate and younger I was like I ain't gonna fight in front of a girl that's this yeah. they're not gonna they're not gonna sleep with me if I fart and then like I remember being with this one girl and like she, we were just sat in my room watching a film or something and like having to like I was like, oh, I just need to pop downstairs quickly oh, to use yeah, the toilet yeah, and she was like you've got an en suite and I was like uh, like it was like oh I'm just gonna go and check this like, I just have yeah. to go downstairs to fart it's not, and yeah, I, it's not after that it. I promised myself never again yeah it's not good as well because like it's not good for your stomach to be holding in farts <laughs> no, man. even if it's for I mean I'm not saying woman. drop like fucking stinky ass fucking farts I mean if you can't you can't control that you know <laughs> no, but if, like, it ha- if it happens it happens yeah if it happens if you need to fart you, and you could make a joke out of a fart they're the funniest yeah. thing ever like they're like no they're not they are bro you keep trying to fart in the fucking podcast <laughs> and I have to edit it out yeah because the farts are hilarious if you're in like a bad situation or something fucking crazies going on nothing breaks it like a fart yeah like yeah. just god was just humorous bro he's so humorous <laughs> to be like and i'm gonna make it so they fart <laughs> but yeah so i'm on this date in buffalo i've got she's got work tomorrow i got uni 
uh, we're, we're just having a few drinks and my mate a group of guys I know come in and I'm at the bar with one of them it's his birthday so I buy him a drink I'm a bit drunk so I buy him a drink for his birthday and then he gives me a pill and I just drop it there and then at the bar in Buffalo Fuck yeah. and go back out to my date Jesus <laughs> with this like fairly sober uh, flipping civil servant <laughs> oh shit okay. uh, she was quite a sensible yeah character. yeah yeah yeah. she'd never done drugs like we talked about and she was like oh, I've never done it and I'm there like <laughs> you were like neither no I was just like I love it man <laughs> um, and I start coming up and girding and sweating oh my god and you know like that moment when you drop a pill and then like your brain just explodes in serotonin <laughs> yeah it's like yeah like all the happiness ever like, and you just want to hug everyone yeah yeah and I just got like really pilly and then like she was like I'm going and I was like <laughs> did she did she say like have you taken something or like no I don't think she clocked I think she just thought I was a bit of a fucking weirdo yeah but like I managed to like hold it together that was like the bad part of it mm. like because I did I, I actually dropped it and this is like a proper drug drug addict thing to do like, I dropped it and then was like why have I done that like instantly yeah. was like why did I take that now yeah Jesus um, but yeah and I was just sat there pinged up trying not to be pinged up which is not a nice place to be no did you have a good night after I actually had a fucking mad one bro I woke up, I woke up on a garage floor in Cadiz there we go <laughs> and then went straight into uni <laughs> successful date yeah Yeah. she never spoke to me again yeah did you try and message her again no you kind of knew yeah or was it just like a shit date anyway oh yeah I won like she won the one you know yeah so I was like fuck it give me that pill yeah that's fair you know I need to go to the toilet I do kind of go or I'm gonna fart in front of heaven yeah we're not not doing that two thousand years later so you have a shit before a date but not <laughs> not, before a, not before a fucking podcast uh, wow i see just comfortable around you bro i respect it it's a compliment um right so what i want to discuss next is traditional values of a relationship um and also more modernist and individualist ideals in our society now as well so yeah. I definitely feel like that's something that's present and especially in dating because at the moment we're kind of we're in th- at that age now where we've got a lot of people who are ready to settle down and have kids and they want that nuclear two and a half children family yeah, um, yeah. and then you've got a lot of other people who are kind of rebelling against that as well so it's quite difficult and quite confusing to know what people actually want out of a relationship and also to know you know what we actually yeah, are certain yeah. of, what, of what we want I reckon people have FOMO bro fear yeah. of missing out on on either side I think yeah and mm. our generation have this thing bro let me put it this way so it's a crass example I'm going to use a crass analogy but let me just finish so we have like Brexit and maybe leaving or staying neither of them were the right answer Mm. and like reforming what was already there was the right answer yeah as opposed to like we jump to these extremes of like either like well I'm rigidly for the conservative two and a half children two cars on the driveway marriage or yeah. like I'm gonna run around and sleep with absolutely everyone other extreme of that end like sexually liberated yeah. fucking sexual revolution crazy shit mm-hmm. 
rather than like fucking everyone just chill out for five seconds yeah like what well, do you do you think there's a compromise there yeah like there's definitely like a logical compromise of like but it's got like relationships have to you, you don't you don't get into a relationship with someone that's broken that works mm, yeah relationships with mature consenting adults who are in good mental space yeah. you know like if you're a broken person you'll attract broken people that's like a brutal truth about it fix your you gotta love yourself before you can love anyone else yeah like the best thing I ever did alongside giving up drugs and drink was giving up promiscuous sex mm-hmm. and pointless relationships yeah that's something that we definitely didn't talk about enough with addiction because that was something that you were also addicted to and yeah, also yeah. In, indulged in unhealthily as well yeah yeah so what for like from your experience now like after you've had some time away from it, what's your kind of perspective on that and what people kind of put themselves through with doing that? Bro, I, like, valued myself. The only time I ever felt valued was when I when I slept, slept with someone. Yeah. Like, and it wasn't even, like, the sex that got me off, like, the physical act. It was, like, a mental thing of, like, someone wants me. Exactly. I think this kind of ties back into, like, the... Um, the dating coaches and stuff like yeah, that yeah. because it's it's made out to be such a game and having sex with a woman is... There's no is, game there. That's no. what people don't realise. There is no game. I know, to, and it's not like you achieving something, you know. Like yeah, it's, you it's, win, there's a win or a lose in a game. There is no win or lose. Exactly. But also, like, people think having sex means that you're, you know, that's the goal and that's the prize and that's where the value comes. The same yeah. way that, you know, if you say, like, you know, you run a 100-metre race and you get a gold medal, that's your reward. That's not what having sex with somebody should be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like they were, and it doesn't solve loneliness. There's yeah. the simple truth. It doesn't. Some of the lo- loneliest times I ever felt was when there was someone lying next to me in bed. Yeah. Like, because it, I wasn't being brought closer to these people in the way that sex. You know, it's a bit off topic. Just talk, but dating and sex in our generation are the same thing. Yeah. In a way, because we are the hookup generation. We do sex before we do anything else, you know? Yeah. Like, having sex on the first date is, like, the norm these days. It's, like, yeah. weird if you don't. Exactly. Go people, like, just shagging and then moving in for, into a relationship from there. It's like, no, 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 that relationship's already done. Yeah. If you're fucking before anything else, you're done. That relationship's dead. You've done everything that yeah. in, in the wrong order, and you can't reverse things. Yeah, and I, this is definitely definitely something like even as a man I've been in that position before as well oh yeah I, I hate to like say things like this and appear like I have some like moral superiority mm. I've done this shit all my life yeah and I'm saying from my experience yeah like it was done like because of that oh no exactly like I've been in situations where you know I've actually really thought that you know I liked a girl until I slept with them and then so you know it's like post-nut clarity and it's a yeah, really yeah. dumb thing and it is it's not a nice thing at all but it's literally like a chemical a chemical explanation for it mm. you know like you're driven by your testosterone and your hormones and as soon as you have sex with a girl all of your emotions change completely yeah and it's very difficult but this is this is like another thing as well that um i was listening to a ted talk and it was a woman talking about how she defines what the point of which a man and a woman separately fall in love and for a woman the point that they fall in love is like sex with a man that's kind of like the same kind of chemical reaction that they associate with love is generated at that point for a man it's only when they commit 
So that just that's completely backwards, you know. So a woman is looking for a long-term relationship with a man by having sex with him. That means that biologically and chemically, she is way more invested in that relationship than the man is because the man hasn't committed. Hmm. And there's a lot of studies to show the love hormone oxytocin is generated on the point of orgasm for a woman and on the point of only when a man commits to a relationship and like he feels completely comfortable with that woman and he commits to her solely. So yeah, oxytocin yeah. is the chemical that we associate with love and yeah, reproduction yeah. and everything. That's interesting because like, um, on a Christian side, like sex is very much like a bond in a two spirits are coming together mm. to become one in a spiritual thing. And I do kind of believe that like everyone you sleep with, you do kind of give a bit of, bit of your soul away. Exactly. And I'm not being rude or shit. Like I was like it for a long time when I was properly broken up and shit. Yeah. You can see it in people. Like they're just sleeping around loads and it's taking something out of them each time until they're like less and less. Mm. And it's, they're not happier for it. And like, th this is what I mean. Like, someone comes up to me and is like, I'm struggling with my mental health. I'm feeling really depressed. You know, blah, blah, blah. The like three, three things I tell them stop drinking, stop taking drugs, stop having sex. Because mm. they're the three things that are going to scramble your head the most. Yeah. Because someone all, like, when there's sex involved, I think someone gets hurt unless there's like a sort of a lot of communication. It takes a lot of maturity to have sex. Like, you need that communication there of, like... I think communication plays back into the dating thing. Because yeah. if we look at dating, at what point does dating go on to being something else? Yeah, it's a, it's a fluid thing. What do you think? I like... I'm a structured man, bro. I like to... Yeah. I just... I reckon you just got to say it, innit? You just got to be like, yo, I want this to be more. Like, play your cards out as they are. Yeah, this is definitely, like, as I've matured a lot more, not just, like, in in romantic settings, but just, like, as I've learned more about the world and, like, yeah. learn about other people's experiences, I want everything to be so black and white now. I don't care if it's, like, you know, you lose, like, some of the mystery or something. Yeah, I think humans invented grey area, bro. Yeah. Like, literally, there is no such thing as maybe, bro. Yeah. Like, literally, it's not. It's not a thing. Is it a yes or a no? Like, I hate yeah. it. Yeah, it's like, true. Maybe, maybe, no. It, it's obviously a yes or a no. Like, the Bible says this. Let your yeah be yeah. Let your no be no. Yeah. Like, say what you fucking mean and commit mm. to it. I respect that a lot. Yes or no is predominantly the only actual truth that there is. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, say what you're feeling. The other thing I like, because when I started studying to, like, Christianity and living a Christian lifestyle, I came across this word courtship. Have mm. you heard of that? Yeah, like courting a woman. Yeah, what would you say that means? Um, you know, like, I, I guess it would be like kind of antiquated, you know, being chivalrous and trying to win a woman over. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of like, it's got like, you do imagine like chivalry and this sort of old school like ideas of yeah. what, how you'd woo a lady. It's more to do with like basically dating, but with intention. Uh huh. And I like quite like that. Mm. Like for me, that's like motive is quite a thing in life don't do anything pointless like, yeah that's true because why are you fucking doing it yeah there is a reason <laughs> but you just haven't decided what that reason is yeah you know? yeah exactly so think to yourself why am I dating this person is there a reason to it is it the right thing for the both of us as well exactly because it's, it's very easy to put your libido or let your libido overtake someone else's mm. maybe mental health or just general well-being yeah to be like 
oh, I'm horny. I know if I sleep with this said person, not, gonna, think, not thinking about the other the impact yeah, yeah, on the other think end. About, yeah, the impact that could have on them. Maybe they are. You know, you know, you tend to know someone likes you more than you like them. Mm. But you're like, oh, I do want to sleep with them. So you yeah. sleep with them, and now nah, that's sort of shitty behavior, isn't it? Yeah, like of course. daddy. Some, sometimes you got to think for other people a bit. Yeah, and this and is like, you know like back again, you know about the incels and stuff like that. People just yeah. thinking, you know, sex is the only thing. Every, anything else that um, gets in the way, that's just collateral. Um, and it's just like that selfish, negligent behavior that yeah, is just yeah. unhealthy. And sex is a thing as well, along with drugs and alcohol. They do go hand in hand because they're like fucking super they can be I'm not saying they always are but they're the examples of like society's most acceptable self-destructive behaviour like of just go fucking ham on this people usually don't bat a fucking eyelid yeah and you can just get away with it and you will just basically be able to emotionally self-harm if that's a thing Mm -hmm. alright I think we should talk a little bit more about like the kind of positive sides of it now, pardon the pun, but a bit bashy of dating. Yo, I think it's really important for us as human beings to have a significant other. From a biblical perspective, God makes Adam, and then he's like, whoa, there is something missing though. And then he makes Eve as his equal, like as his equal, he makes Eve for Adam. He's like, this per, you know, we're meant to be in pairs. We work best as a team. Like, and what you've got to be looking for is like someone that's what the bible calls equally yoked which is nothing to do with eggs I discovered it's to do with like you know when uh, you have like two uh, oxes towing a uh-huh. a sled or whatever the things that are like hooked to are yokes okay. so it spreads the weight equally so okay. you've got to be equally yoked if you, you're going to adopt someone else's problems essentially so it's just literally having to like think about things a bit further And but it is like again there is part of me they just if I was talking to like a 17 16 year old bloke who had just like fallen in love for the first time like I can take myself quite easily back to how good it was falling in love for the first time yeah. and how sick that felt and like I ain't fucking gonna rob that feeling from anyone mm. you know I remember like olders saying to me when I was that age hey, it won't work out and it was like a really horrible thing for me to hear yeah and maybe like sometimes yeah you need to hear it but you can pick whether you want to be that prick or not I don't man go for it like mm. love is a pang thing like throw yourself in feet first for the first time and then deal with the fucking consequence of it because you'll learn a lot from it yeah but even you know people who want to explore sexually or whatever even if it's not something that you particularly agree with religiously or through yeah. your experiences Obviously, I think with- play safe yeah exactly and also you know as we're talking about uh sex in relation to drugs and alcohol is you know they're kind of related in their um in their powers and also the way that they're used by people yeah um i definitely think like it's a really really fucking fun thing to do and it's a very interesting way to meet new people and like what sex yeah i think so yeah i mean like i'm not gonna sit and advocate it because of what I believe these days it's like I don't I don't think promiscuous promiscuous what was the word there promiscuity promiscuity is like a good way to live your life I don't agree with like hedonism at all mm. like in that sense but like I understand people do do it so like yeah I'll just part of a plea like yeah, but what's, use a fucking rubber yeah but what's uh, the issue no with means no <laughs> yeah obviously you know, those things are a given but I think in a 
two single people who are single by their own choice, I think it is more healthy than everyone just like at home wanking all the time, which is the alternative. You oh know? yeah, you got to like, learn to control that as well. He's like, but no, obviously yeah, and like. I think, yeah, I might have come across a bit harsh there. I think what I'm trying to say, I just encourage people to just be a bit more thoughtful. Because I know I've been hurt from this stuff in my life, mm. and I know I've hurt people from it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think I see that in a lot of people. Like, I know all my friends have had the same same thing. And I just think, when it comes to sex especially, we're given this power, and it, it holds great power. Like, do you know what I mean? Do you mm. believe that? Like, it's a very powerful thing. Oh, yeah, definitely. Sex. I think it's one of the most powerful things between, or even one person that can have. It's like one of the best feeling things for yeah, everybody yeah. in the world. And it's addictive. And it's something that it's basically... It's hugely productive. We need it to reproduce. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, that's our that's our primal instincts. Like, yeah. wanting to have sex. You know, you could lock a guy like in like a lab or something for 30 years he would never see another person for his whole life. He gets to 30 years old. He'd come and then he would still know how to bang. Yeah, you, you could, you know, show him a naked woman and he would he would know what to do, you yeah. know? <laughs> this, is a, this is a thing. And he would just get to it. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I think, you know, people just respect it more because it's a powerful thing. Yeah, yeah, that's... Um, you know, respect it, like, I think, you know, it's your choice. great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. Like, you know, I my my viewpoint on it is as long as you respect it and know that the power it holds and do it responsibly and uh, consensually, then you get the green light from me. I'm still amber. I'm the, I'm the orange light. Think, think, think. Well, that's what I'm going to say to everyone about everything. Yeah, think about everything anyway, for yeah. sure. But like, you know, if you, if you people, no one lives a perfect life. Everyone's a bit of a fuck up. Yeah, you get like you you've got to make mistakes to learn things. Yeah, like it's like Edison and the light bulb. You made that a hundred times until mm. it was like I've got it right now. Yeah. So like keep trying, but just like watch out for self destructive patterns in yourself, and like don't don't be afraid to call yourself out on your bullshit. And the other thing I wanted to talk about in terms of dating, right? I had this like revelation when I got sober. I was like, yo, shit, I hate myself, and mm. then I was like, how am I gonna start loving myself? I'm going to just start dating myself. Mm. Like, people should date themselves. Like, and be yeah. like, I'm just committed to me. Like, sexually, not like, I jack off to pictures of myself, but like, yeah, I just do that shit to myself. Yeah. Um, without outside intrusion, from porn or anything, I just like, spend the time with me. I go on dates with myself, I spend time with myself, I go for nice walks with myself, I treat myself. You can't love anybody before you love yourself. Exactly. That's the bottom line. It is. Um, and if you don't know if you love yourself yet, then you probably don't. That's the thing. I think you you do know when you've kind of reached that point. And even if you don't, don't just think, don't do it selfishly. Don't yeah, yeah. dive into a relationship to fulfill I, your own but needs. selfishness in general, like just yeah. as a thing, and like self-centeredness. Um, should we have a bit more fun? It's meant to be like a funny, funny recollections episode. Podcast, but it's yeah. That's actually really sad. I mean, I don't take dating advice off me and Evan I don't either. <laughs> no, definitely not. Have you ever done something crazy, like told a girl you did something, or like said something to a girl that you then had to follow up on that you didn't necessarily mean? Because uh, I've got one story to do yeah, with that. Yeah, roller coasters, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> yeah, well, it was like before I got with my ex-girlfriend, um, you know, we were talking, I was like, oh yeah, you know, I love roller coasters, because she really liked roller coasters. 
And then, you know, like a few months into the relationship, it came around, let's go to a theme park. I fucking hate Thought Park. Oh, I fucking mad. hate roller coasters. <laughs> and then I kind of just had to drop it. But obviously, I... I Did you go? Yeah. Did you go on any roller coasters? Yeah. Oh, you just rode out. Yeah, 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 of course. You know, I said that, you know, it was something I had to follow through with. It wasn't something that I wanted to do yeah. by myself. But also, it's good. Also, like, in terms of relationships, be with people who, like, push you as well. Because that's something... Bro, let your, yeah. let your lover change you. That's, like, philosophical shit. Like, Plato uh, talks about that, I think. It's like, let mm. your lover change you. You know, they find someone that takes you the way you are? No. Yeah. You want to get find someone that makes you better, that, like, pushes exactly. you to become a better you. Yeah. That pushes you onto roller exactly. coasters. Exactly. <laughs> but not in, not in the way that they make you not like yourself. Yeah, yeah. There's no, like, no, there's no exactly. A there's a healthy way to change, though, and become better. Like, if someone looks at themselves and they're like, oh, I don't have to change, that's an incredibly unhealthy view of yourself. Exactly. Sadly, you can see many couples who out and about both of them look miserable as fuck oh yeah so many people you know know, just in relationships because they got like the chip on their shoulder of like they like being like oh we've been together since high school yeah and And i'm like and now you're gonna be miserable all your lives until the divorce comes through i know (laughs) there's nothing worse than clearly like a you know like a married couple walking around and they don't talk to each other yeah yeah that's just like what are you doing something sad they let the love die man they let the spark die you've got to keep fueling the fire i suppose that like me and you are too young to talk about like the deeper side of it in that sense yeah because like, imagine understand. throwing kids into the mix fucking kids fucking chilling nah they are tight they're sick like babies and that but like they do put mad pressure on couples that was yeah. my toe that made that noise nice um so I once fancied a girl mm. on things that we had to follow through on that we didn't mean. <laughs> I once fancied this girl on Instagram uh, back when I was like just listening to loads of Mac DeMarco and I was just into like art girls and she was like an artist and I was like coked up messaging her, texting her or whatever. I ended up buying like this 180 quid painting off her. <laughs> Go on, tell, tell like, the, I, the actual I, story. Because you went to meet her, like... Yeah, I went to meet her to, like, uh, buy the paint. Like, I agreed to do it coked up. I was like, I'll buy it. I'll take it. You know what you like when you're on coke? You just say shit. I was like, I'll buy it. It's mine. Put my name on it. It's like this six-foot fucking crazy ass. So was this, like, the first the first time you'd met her? I, I never even met her, bro. Like, I was just I was just messaging her on Instagram. And then when I was sobered up, like, she, I, I had, like, the hots for this chick. And then she was like, yo, were you serious about buying that painting then? And I was like, ah, oh, shit. Don't want to look like a cray. And so I just went, yeah. And she was like, well, oh, great. You can come and see it. You can come see it tomorrow. I'll meet you there. So I like go to her college to view this painting. Like, And it's there. It's painting. It's six foot canvas covered in paint. Any good? No. Like, just like, it's like one of them, like, abstract paintings where, like, you just chuck paint everywhere, like a Stone Roses album cover. Yeah. And, like, yeah, that's cool, but, like, it's not, that's not talent. I'm sorry, that's just fucking paint, bro. Like, it's not like she's done, like, a, she painted an object or something. Yeah. But I was like, ah, wow, so amazing. Kind of, like, in a way makes me think of, like, outer space, but also the depths of the ocean. So I exchanged the 180 pounds for the painting. And then I was like, fancy going to get a drink to seal the deal? And she was like, nah, and went home. <laughs> oh, my God. I got played, bro. Fair yeah. play to her game. Like, wow. respect the hustle, like, big time. And I wasn't entitled to a drink. 
I was just fucking a crane. Yeah. Like, but I was <laughs> like, rah. I never even went and picked the paint up because I was like, I don't even, it was like fucking six, it was six foot two. You'd have rather not had the painting at all. Yeah, it was the size of me. Like, and I was like, I've got to fucking find somewhere in my house to put this. Oh, shit. So I just left it there. <laughs> went home. Oh, my 180 God. quid down. Wow. Okay. I feel a little bit better about my <laughs> saying I like roller coasters. I feel cheaper. a little bit richer as well. Yeah, it's cheaper. <laughs> wow. Uh, however, I do love roller coasters. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't buy your artwork, so <laughs> any girls out there. Yeah. Well, I think we've covered enough for today's episode on dating. It's probably something that we're going to re recounter yeah definitely i want to talk to more people about it it's definitely something that we're going to tackle again in the near future potentially with some lucky ladies on the show <laughs> Ooh. um who now nah, who knows we want to get um we want to get a lot of different people on the show yeah, who have yeah a lot we're of probably gonna have like scope questions that we ask them and stuff definitely uh but yeah if you've got any funny dating stories send them in be sure to like subscribe share follow tweet we're gonna get some stickers as well actually yeah we're getting stickers so slap those stickers slap around those stickers in on, the near on future booties consensually consensually <laughs> only anyone that slaps one of our stickers on a booty unconsensually no. be fucking hell to pay that's all I'm saying yeah uh, yeah okay thanks well, for listening to this episode of the What's the Raz I have been Carl Ellis he has been Evan Matheson and this is the boys signing out to all the girls I've loved before that travelled in and out my door. I'm glad they came along. I dedicate this song to all the girls I've loved before. Well, see you guys next week on that bombshell. We're out. Bye, baby. <laughs>